Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Dom Farnan on the line, and she is a founder and CEO of DotConnect. Dom, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. All right, Dom. So a lot of uh, business owners and executives watch this show, and uh, they're looking for ideas, they're looking for insight, and they're looking to you know benefit from the expertise of those that are out there making a difference. And uh, the topic that was brought today, I, I mean, it, it, it's awesome. Um, so how companies can attract and retain world-class talent. So excited to, to dive into that with you and all the great work that you're doing at Doc Connect. Um, but before we do that, um, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So, Dom, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Dom, what mission matters to you? Great question. Um, the mission that matters to me right now at this point where I'm at in my life and my career is really just bringing consciousness to corporate and changing the way that hiring and onboarding of talent is being done at scale. And so this really dawned on me on a recent trip that I got back from to Antarctica, and I just left that trip feeling really high vibe and really expanded and really wanting to continue to bring this work to scale and and impact the lives of as many people as possible because I know from my own first experience working with 300 plus companies through my consulting career that there's not a lot of consciousness in corporate. And so the way hiring is done and the way uh, people are being onboarded and what's important to them is very different now than kind of the old regime and the way the business was once done. So that's that's the mission that it's awesome. Um, love bringing mission-based individuals on here to share why they do what they do, like what motivates them to go out there and make a difference in the marketplace. So great stuff there. Um, and I mean, just to, just to kick this off, so how did you get started, like on this path to helping organizations with um, solve this problem? Like where did this begin for you? Yeah, this journey of mine began when I was 17, actually. So hmm. I graduated high school early, and during the time that my courses were done and I was to receive my diploma with my class, um, I had a lot of time on my hands, and I <laughs> had an internship at a, mar at a company in marketing. And then when that internship was done, I went to HR and said, you know, I don't want to go back and work at the pizza place. So keep me. What can you teach me? I'm down. Let's do it. Um, and the VP of HR said, I'll, I'll hire you as a recruiter. I'll teach you everything you need to know. And so I started my recruiting career really, really young and early. And it's honestly the only thing I've ever done for the last 20 years. Wow. What an amazing story. So you literally grew up in the industry. Literally grew up and it was not easy. I mean, looking like a 17-year-old and interviewing people in person that were further along in their career was a funny experience, as was supporting hiring managers that were working for a long time. And, you know, I had to learn a lot about myself. I had to learn a lot about corporate. Like, I literally worked in a pizza place before I got this job. So wow, uh, it was a it was it was a lot. It was a lot of learning and 
being a sponge and I had amazing mentors that, mm-hmm. um, you know, took me under their wing from day one and really, really helped me to learn everything that I could, could know, um, at an early mm-hmm. age. Wow. And so the question I'm going to ask you, I mean, I've been waiting to ask this for a long time. And the reason is because I I normally like to ask it to somebody that they've not just been in the industry for a long time, whether it's recruiting, whether it's banking, whatever the industry is. Like myself, I started, I mean, I've been in media now full time going on five, six, who knows how many years now. But before that, I was in finance. And I was one of those people like yourself that started very young in a particular career. So I started when I was 16 working in a brokerage firm. And I thought I'd do that for the rest of my life. Like, I, I just love the industry. I love helping people. I love it all. Um, so I didn't leave because of any any reasons other than a media opportunity presented itself that I took. But other than that, I'd be there. I would have retired a financial advisor and helping people. So, like, I have a certain bias, and I just think there's so much opportunity for individuals that want to want to excel their career and things like that in financial services. So yeah. I'd be curious to hear your standpoint, like, for the – and when I say – For the people out there listening, I don't mean just young in terms of age. I mean, I know there's people looking for new opportunities, looking for new industries, looking for different things. So for individuals that maybe haven't considered recruiting or that whole, let's say, ecosystem, you don't have to be necessarily a recruiter, but that whole ecosystem, um, what kind of things would you tell them about the industry? It's dynamic. It's always changing. It's fast-paced. It's intense. There can be, um, you know, a lot of opportunities for people to project their energy and stuff at you from every angle. But I think that really is what helps to reground me in my mission of bringing consciousness to corporate because I was on the receiving end of a lot of projection for 20 years um, with a lot of different places. So I think recruiting as an industry, I mean, I loved it and I'm, think it gives a lot of opportunities for people who want flexibility, who want to be able to work from wherever. So my team is 90 people and growing globally. We have people all over South Africa and Africa, all over the U.S. We don't have any offices. I mean, I have a small office. I work in in Laguna Beach, but honestly, my team's everywhere. Um, So I definitely think it provides you with that flexibility. And I actually love career pivoters. So to your point, like you don't have to be in this industry, you can come from any industry and pivot your career and apply your skills that you've learned elsewhere in recruiting. We have a lot of like ex-project managers that work here. We have ex-software engineers that do technical recruiting. One of my best technical recruiters graduated from a boot camp, wanted to be an engineer and decided to do tech recruiting because when she got out of her boot camp, it was really hard for her to get an engineering job. So, we leveraged her technical chops to apply it to finding other engineers, and that's been tremendously successful. So I would say there's a lot of opportunity. I also think for those people who are early in their career and they don't know what they don't know yet, it's a good place to, to start and just be exposed to a lot of different types of roles that companies hire for. So we have somebody who's pretty early in his career. I think he's like 22, still going to school doesn't really know what he wants to do yet, but is starting doing sourcing for us and just getting exposed to lots of different opportunities that you may not even know exist out there. Oh, amazing. Great story. Um, I want to, um, so I want to switch it up a bit. Let's go further into the topic when I talk, talk about um, attracting great talent. I guess 
just to just to kind of start the conversation. So, I mean, you've worked with, you know, at DocConnect, like like big organizations, leading organizations like um, National Football League, so NFL, Snapchat, Samsung Next, um, Zendesk, and a host of others. So you have, I believe, a unique vantage point, not just for the amount of time and that you spent in the industry as an expert, um, but also the types of companies you've worked with. So lots of changes happening in the marketplace. I guess that'd be an understatement for everybody listening to this. Um, we're recording this in March of 2022. So lots of change going on in the, in the marketplace in general. What are some of the, um, from your vantage point, what are some of the things that, you know, companies are doing to really attract and retain that top talent? Yeah, I think some of the more progressive companies that I'm seeing in terms of attraction is really meeting candidates where they're at and talking about things that are important to the talent that you're trying to attract first and foremost. And so when you think about your job descriptions even, like most job descriptions are super boring as are most resumes, right? But if you were to reimagine that experience of creating a job description that actually highlights and focuses more on the candidate and what they get out of the role instead of what they're going to do for the company, it might open a whole other opportunity and, and in interest from different talent. So I think about it, and even how I'm writing now about what talent will receive from me as a leader and from my company, it's not, you know, you're going to do all these tasks for me and then I'm going to pay you. I start and lead with, I will invest in you, I will listen to you, I will get to know you as a human being, I will elevate you, I will grow your skills and your confidence. Like those are the things and the commitments that I'm going to make and my company is going to make to you for you to want to join us. And if that resonates with you, then hit us up. And that actually has really um, increased interest from people. So recently I've been writing a lot more from that perspective on my LinkedIn and I'm getting people just DMing me wanting to have career conversations with me and really being intrigued about what we're doing over here, how we're doing it, um, different leadership styles and things like that. So I think first and foremost, you know, reimagining what a job description looks like even at, at the most basic level and then secondly, um, really being flexible and understanding that at the moment there really isn't one size fits all that feels good for the talent that you're trying to attract. People who didn't work from home before, who have worked from home for the last few years now might be settling into that and they may not go back to an office. So if there are companies that are trying to call people back into an office, understand that if you do that, you're probably going to see some turnover and you're probably not going to be as competitive as other companies that are way more flexible. You'll even see that in big tech, like they're, they are repurposing some of their offices and making them more like hubs where there can be co-working, but not a requirement to be in the office for any set number of days and hours. And I think that that's really, that trend is going to continue. People want flexibility People are also burnt out from the pandemic and what we've all had to been had to go through in the last few years. So, um, you know, I think that the great resignation and all of those things are are very real. And I talk to a lot of people who are quitting jobs that are no longer in alignment with their values, and the leadership team doesn't embody those values and um, principles. 
And so that's causing them to leave. And they're not even, they don't even have another job lined up. They're just leaving because they're on burnout mode. So I think there's a lot of different elements that are going on right now that are contributing to this. How does uh, how does culture play a role in this in this scenario, or, or where does that fit in? Like, tell us a little bit more about culture. Yeah, I think culture is wildly important. I think it's the number one important thing. And as a CEO and as a leader, and even my leadership team, it's ninety percent of what we focus on. You have to really be intentional about the culture because if you're not intentional about it, it's going to create itself, and it may not be in service to your values and the vivid vision that you have or um, what you're trying to, to call forward. So I think it's really important to start with, you know, what are your values, and then really make sure that your your team knows that and the people that you hire understand that, and your interview process is in service to that. So your your questions that you need to be asking candidates should be aligned with those values and principles and behaviors that you're trying to gauge and that you want to see on your team. But, you know, culture just doesn't happen. You have to be intentional about about it. So an example of that and an intentionality for, for our company is I am very, very big and big and in my inner work and healing journey. And I am bringing different modalities of things that have helped me as a conscious leader, like breath work, meditation, whatever it is, journaling, um, and bringing that back to my team. And I'm inviting them, if they feel called, to join me on this journey. So we have, you know, a monthly meditation on Zoom that we host. We have monthly breath work sessions from my friend Avery Whitmore that hosts that for us. I have a smaller cohort of groups. So maybe not everyone wants to hop on Zoom with 90 people and do breath work. But we've got a smaller group where it's like 15 people in a cohort for a month that rotate through with another healer I work with named Jody. So there's a lot of things that I'm doing intentionally to create that space for my team so they can first and foremost show up for themselves. And when they do that, they show up even stronger for our clients and our candidates and each other. That's awesome. And so, you know, I, I want to switch it up a bit here. So I know in the beginning I mentioned some of the companies you've worked with in the past. Um, how does the company know, or like I should say, you know, what kind of companies do you find get the most value out of working with you and your team over at Dot Connect? Yeah, companies who really want our help, who genuinely want our help, want our expertise, want our insights, want us to show them what good recruiting can look and feel like, and want a different experience. A lot of times, I do tons of discovery calls with clients or potential potential clients, and people come to us and they're frustrated. They don't like recruiting. They don't like their former recruiters. They've had horrible experiences with agencies. I get all of it. They just unpack all of it on me. And to me, um, what has made us successful is our ability to just execute with a high level of intention. I mean, a recruiting process is not that dissimilar anywhere you go. There may be more steps or less steps depending on the company. But at the end of the day, um, if you have a good recruiter who's detail-oriented with a high level of intention, who truly is a partner for you, they're not just trying to fill the job or fill the rec with whoever, but they truly understand your company values, your company culture, what makes you tick, what direction you're headed, 
that's where we can come in and that's really where our magic happens. So I think of it like this, like my core focus is really building solid relationships with everyone I talk to. I call myself the chief conscious connector and the super connector. So if I'm talking to somebody who's a candidate for a job somewhere and they're not the best fit for that job, I'm still going to keep in touch with them because chances are the next day I'm going to get another opportunity at a different company. And that's actually how we landed our our biggest first client. A candidate that I talked to, actually at Zendesk, she declined declined the role I was working on there back in the day, but we stayed in touch. And then she said, I want to work with you. So let me get settled this new place and I want to bring you in. And then I got brought in and then I brought my team in and the rest is history, all primarily just because of that relationship that we built. So, you know, the, the recruiting experience isn't always that enjoyable, but when you work with my team, we make it easier. We make it more fun. We make it not so serious because it's not always that serious in recruiting. And um, we have a high level of intentionality and partnership. That's awesome. And so, Dom, if somebody is, is listening to this and they want uh, more information about Dot Connect or to, uh, to connect with you and your team, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way to do that, you can go on our website, www.connectllc.com. You can find us on Instagram at weare.connect. You can find me personally on Instagram at I am Dom Farnan, and you can also find us on LinkedIn. Wonderful. And uh, we'll leave all that information in the show notes as well um, so that our audience can just click on it and head right on over and check you out. Um, and speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters, we're a platform that's all about bringing on entrepreneurs, executives, and experts and having them share their mission. Like, why do they do what they do? Like, what gets them up in the morning and, like, fired up to go out there into the marketplace and to make a difference? Um, if that's the type of content that sounds interesting or inspiring to you, we definitely welcome Welcome I do to hit that subscribe button because we have many, many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line, and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Dom, uh, really, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, wishing you much more um, continued success. And, and again, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Adam. Have a great one.